Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Talking Circles. I am Clayton Caldwell with Spencer Cowan here as we bring you Speed Weeks 2020 Talking in Circles, the final show of Speed Weeks before we get on going. We'll preview the Daytona 500, the 60-second running of the Daytona 500. We'll also review quickly the Xfinity Series and the Truck Series, including a couple of, of drivers and teams who missed the Daytona, who missed their races at Daytona in the Truck Series and the Xfinity Series. Kind of surprising some people. We'll discuss both the Trucks and Xfinity Series race. Noah Gregson won the Xfinity race on Saturday afternoon, and on Friday uh, evening it was uh, Grant Enfinger in victory lane, holding off Jordan Anderson in a last-second effort. Uh, we'll, we'll start with the Truck Series since that was Friday night. Uh, it was the next era Energy Resources 250 from Daytona International Speedway. Uh, Enfinger was your winner. Jordan Anderson second. Cody Robal third. Derek Krause fourth. And Natalie Decker rounded out the top five. Decker's first, uh, the only female, first female driver to finish in the top five in a truck series event. So a nice job by her there. Staying out of trouble and really um, getting a top five run. Uh, but Enfinger really, Spencer, was the car that was fat, excuse me, the truck. That was the fastest all night long. Uh, and at the end, it looked like Anderson was going to pull, try and pull it off there. They came uh, – Anderson really had a good run off of turn four. It came real good and, uh, you know, beating each other's doors in there as they go to the start-finish line. What did you think of the finish and in the, in the Truck Series race in general from Daytona National Speedway? Yeah, the truck race was good. Um, a lot of action. The trucks never cease to um, fail uh, to be a good race. It's always a good race. Um, and that's what people like to see is good finishes like that. Um, Jordan Anderson, man, he almost had it. That would have been huge for that small organization. He's an owner slash driver. Um, just got a new shop. So things are getting better for that team and that would have been huge. But yeah, the Thor sport trucks, they were fast and Grant Infinger, he won a stage and then comes out on top. Um, and you know, that's huge. You know, he can, they're not going to relax all playoffs, but the stress is gone. They're in the playoffs now. And uh, that's, you know, that's what they come here to do is win races and get in the playoffs. And he is, you know, he's got that check next to it on the list. And, um, he's he, now he can, you know, he, he can take chances all year and try to get more finishes and, um, uh, but great race all night, hard battle trucks were all over the place, good saves, a lot of good guys with a lot of good trucks. And, uh, but, uh, the Thor sport truck of Grand Infinger came out on top. Yeah, it was a very exciting race as far as, like you said, saves and, and drivers really being able to, uh, you know, create good racing and, and um, you know, hold on to it. And, and that was the amazing part of that truck series race is sure there was a lot of wrecks at the end, and especially um, the last one was a big one that took a lot of drivers out. But uh, it was they were pretty much trying to wreck every single lap. We saw trucks, you know, three wide and sliding all over, um, and it turned out to be a – uh, exciting finish, you know, with Anderson there, uh, just trying to steal the win. What a story that would have been had he won that and locked himself into the playoffs, uh, you know. And the funny part was, you know, you, you're right about Enfinger. He's locked into playoffs now because they took 10 trucks now. 
if they had eight, you know, we saw it last year where one win totally didn't necessarily mean that you were going to the playoffs. Uh, and N-Fingers only got, this is only his third win in the Truck Series career, which is shocking con- considering he's been very, very solid as a Truck Series driver, um, but unfortunately hasn't just found victory lane. So um, the fact that he was able to go out there and uh, and pull off the victory and get himself, like you said, locked into the playoffs and really do a, a solid job there, um, I think that, that's a big thing. And, you know, as far as Anderson's concerned, it puts himself in a, in a good spot. Um you know, as far as uh, points are concerned, and maybe he can try and with with ten drivers now, and if you know somebody dominates this series, now he can try and get in there points wise and see if he can't um, make the playoffs via the points. So, uh, you know, one of the most spectacular crashes of the day was something we should mention is Ty Majeski getting it turned upside down, and and you know, kudos to NASCAR on their safety. Uh, Majeski in his first race with. Um, with Nice Motorsports running a full schedule this year, uh, turns upside down early in the event, about 20, 25 laps in, and uh, it ended the day for him. And, and really, it was a scary wreck down the front straightaway, right where we were sitting, in front of right where we were sitting. So, uh, you know, I, kudos to that and, and all the accidents that we saw this week so far. Nobody's been really hurt, so that's a good thing. Uh, final words on a truck event before we move on to Xfinity. Yeah, one thing I want to mention is you notice a lot of guys were laying back. Um, a few KBM trucks, uh, big notable in NASCAR here lately over the few years of Ross Chastain, um, dominated the truck series towards the end and he laid back all night and, uh, then he was there at at the end and you're going to have to look forward to seeing that all through, I mean, we've seen it all through speed weeks. We saw it today and you're going to see it in the 500 too. So, um, the truck race was a pretty good preview of how we are going to see guys lay back because they're chaotic. The races are crazy though. You got a lot of young guys up there. So. Um, congrats to Thor Sport and Grand Enfinger. Um, uh, stress is off of them. So, Yeah, and one of the things we saw in the truck race, we didn't see in the truck race that we're probably going to see tomorrow, unfortunately, is the aspect of, of really um, manufacturer teaming up and, and, you know, hanging out and making sure they help each other. These guys were just trying to focus on getting to the front. So kudos to them. That was awesome. But one of the real things, storylines for this truck series event prior to the race uh, was people who went home. You know, John ne- J- John Hunter Nemechek and Joe Nemechek, both of those drivers went home. Now, they had some points but through from the 2019 season, but Joe sold them to another organization, the eight points from last year. So they were trying to use the 87 points, and Joe didn't have any points for his 87 car truck this week. They flopped the 87 points from last year to the eight truck, uh, and he still wasn't fast enough to get in. I think it just shows you the depth of the field in the truck series. Uh, kind of shocking, you know. They moved forward, and and I'm not sure that that was totally a move they were uh, totally ready for. But you know, with these Crate Motors, there's not a whole lot of difference between you know these teams now, and so uh, you really have to to figure out the setup. So Joe Nemechek going home, and John Hunter as well. Kind of surprising, and and that leads me to the Xfinity Series. The story of the morning on Saturday morning of the Xfinity Series was calling racing, um, you know, and. The fact that they had three cars down and two of them did not make the show. One with Ross Chastain in the 10, who's running the full schedule for Colleg this season, and the other one with A.J. Almendinger is running a part-time schedule with Colleg number 16. Uh, both of those drivers were the two slowest te- drivers in, quali- in a qualifying session. They seemed to have a problem with the brakes, whether it was held up or not. Chastain's car actually caught on fire in the, in the garage area, uh, but both drivers missed the show, and Ross had to take over the number 38 car for Jeff Green, who made the show on on speed. Uh, so that was kind of surprising to see 
uh, both call like racing cars going home and, and really put Ross Chastain in a, in a hole. Uh, a lot of people, expe- myself included, expected him to go out and really um, dominate this championship season, this season for the Xfinity Series. But his he's uh, didn't get off to such a good start for Ross Chastain uh, this morning in qualifying in the Xfinity Series race. Yeah, no, that's a big shock. And if you look, uh, this the, the car that sat on the pole uses the same engines as they do, ECR, over at RCR Racing. And um, so there's no doubt in my mind if it wasn't for the brake issue, those two guys would have made on speed. Um, I was next to Ross today before, prior to qualifying, and he said his car was really fast. So must have been an issue there. And as the rumors going around, there was a brake issue. Clayton just mentioned he caught on fire. So my guess would be the brakes drug all the way around the speedway and got hot and caught on fire in the garage. So unfortunate for them. Um, he, he still got driver's points today, taking over the Sieg machine um, of Jeff Green. Uh, so that was good. He was still able to get a ride. Colleague apparently bought that spot or however that works to put Chastain in that car and race. Um, but very, it's very, I've never seen this in speed weeks where good trucks go home. Um, we didn't mention, um, if you see that Stuart Friesen with his speed didn't make it, he had to fall back on points and that's huge. That's a guy who won races last year, stayed in the top five in a lot of races. So, um, this is definitely a first for me. I don't know about Clayton that good trucks have failed to make it on speed. Um, so that's something you, that you're going to continue to look on during the season. Um, now as being a Ross Chastain fan, you know, like me, I know Clayton thinks very highly of him. You're going to wonder if he's going to have enough speed at Las Vegas, which he should, but it just kind of makes you worry. So, um, if I was a Ross Chastain fan and a colleague racing fan, I wouldn't worry too much. Uh, just an issue. And that's racing. Your car can't be perfect all the time. Yeah. And I think uh, it depends on the entry. We're going to have entry lists as far as Las Vegas is concerned, going out West. Some of these teams might shy away from doing that. But uh, certainly surprising, and, and as far as the speed week's concerned, as far as drivers who missed and surprises, you know, it, it wasn't uncommon 10, 15 years ago where teams went, big teams went home. You know, depending on the qualifying we had, uh, procedure we had, which top 35, you didn't really see big teams go home because the top 35 was locked into the field. These new charters, you don't really see that either. Um, but prior to that, you know, with owner points and and uh, time and, and qualifying into the Daytona 500 with via the the 125s back then. Uh, you know, it was quite common. You know, you had to have a good speed weeks. It was essential. And I think some of these teams shy away from focusing on qualifying trim and, you know, going towards race trim because they're impound races, the Xfinity, especially in trucks as well, they're both impound races. So I think maybe John Hunter and Joe and Joe Nemechek might have sat there and said, hey, we're going to we want to make sure we race good and kind of didn't realize how slow, how far off the pace they were going to be in qualifying. Uh, as far as Xfinity today, that was sort of a, a freak deal, something you never really see anymore as far as a mechanical failure uh, in qualifying. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of surprising. But even Suarez going home was a surprise. I mean, he was slower in qualifying as well. I think they've kind of banked on a Toyota picking him up and helping him out and make the field. But, you know, like I said on Thursday on our show, one accident and you're out of the 500 and Suarez missed the Daytona 500 due to that reason. Uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series getting back to that. Uh, we discussed the qualifying the qualifying uh, issues today. That was a big story this morning. But the race was was run 120 laps, 250 miles. It was the Na- or 300 miles, excuse me. The NASCAR Racing Experience 300 from 
Daytona. Uh, Noah Gregson found himself in victory lane, his first career win. Junior Motorsports seems like they go to the victory lane every single year here in the Xfinity Series. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, Tony Stewart had a long run of winning the Xfinity Series race. Now it seems like Junior Motorsports is doing that. Harrison Burton, a great run in second. Timmy Hill, the best run, the, the story of the day, in my opinion, uh, taking the NBM Motorsports uh, Toyota and going up there and finishing in third spot. Then Brandon Jones and Chase Briscoe, who probably had the best car all day, Briscoe, uh, as far as staying up front. Uh, and the highpointsolutions.com forward uh, finishing in the fifth spot. So uh, also a couple of other notables throughout the Xfinity Series field. Ray Black Jr. in eighth. That's a solid run for him. Alex LeBay, who led a little bit today, uh, he finished 10th. And J.J. Yaley, who was driving for um, Jimmy Smut Means, who is really here to try and get this team high in owner points for the first three races, he gets up there and finishes in a 12th spot. A lot of accidents, of course, you know, especially towards the tail end of that race. Um what did you think of, you know, Jeb Burton also, I, I take that back. I think Jeb Burton actually had the best car today. But, you know, he got involved in a late wreck that really took him out of, of contention to win. But what did you think of the Xfinity Series event uh, before we move on to preview the Daytona 500? Yeah, it was, um, you know, it wasn't the best Xfinity race I've ever seen, but it was exciting. You know, I had a lot of two-wide racing. Um, and, yeah, there was a lot of good guys that had a lot of, you know, that, that had good cars, different teams. Um you know, as he pretty much just gave you the whole list of cars that were outstanding all day. And unfortunately, at these tracks, the driver with the best car doesn't get rewarded with the win nine times out of ten because of the type of racing it is. Um, and that's just the product of Daytona and Talladega. It's just it's never going to change. It's always going to be like that. So, uh, but a good race at the end. You know, the caution that came out uh, made it a little bit more exciting with just a handful of laps to go and. Noah Gregson was able to hold off um, all them hungry dogs behind him and take Junior Motorsports back to victory lane as they did with Michael Annette last year. So Clayton said, outstanding job by Junior Motorsports here at Daytona. They really have this place figured out with uh, Chevy and, you know, um, hats off to them. And like Noah Gregson can relax just like Grand and Finger, make uh, gutsy calls throughout the year, and he's locked into the playoffs. So um, congrats off to him, first Xfinity win, and he's going to have many more in his career. Yeah, I think what ultimately changes for those guys is their strategy. They don't try and focus on points anymore. You're just going for stage points and playoff points. Um, so that's, to me, the biggest uh, as far as what you look at for um, you know the championship run after winning a race this early in the season is that you, know, you just sort of change your uh, aspect on it and you change the way uh, you view this race and view this season, and it just makes your season a little bit more easier. Not... Uh, Talking Circles, this is Clayton Caldwell with uh, Spencer Cowan here. Uh, we're going to preview the Daytona 500, 67th running of the Daytona 500 right now. Uh, when you go and look at it, we, we did our 120, 150s. All the preliminary events are now over. We're just set and focused, turned our attention to the Daytona 500. It's going to be an interesting event. It's the first one we've seen without restrictive plates since 1987. Now, they have a tapered spacer in there that changes the way the racing is. Um, it certainly looked like a crash fest in the uh in the bush clash that we saw but uh the 125s and 150s i should say were a little bit more tame we didn't really see a lot of wrecks um but i will say it looked like the 120 the 150s were going to get a little bit spread out as if it wasn't for cautions so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out tomorrow for 
the Daytona 500. With that being said, you know, you saw some really good guys. Logano was fast, won his race, so was William Byron. I also was very impressed with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. with how that car drafted. I know that they took the pole and were strong, but uh, I think single car speed is going to lead me a little bit more tomorrow than a lot of people initially thought. Um, and a lot of people focused on drafting, so maybe some teams worked on that during practice. Uh, but what did you see in the 150s, or if, there, if anything in the 150s, uh, to, to where you're going to look at something tomorrow a little bit differently than maybe you had in the past? And what do you think about the racing we might see in tomorrow's Daytona 500? Well, you're not definitely not going to see Bush Clash 2.0. Um, as we mentioned yesterday, that that's not their 500 cars so they're going to be more gutsy and they don't care if they tear it up um as in the 150s it's more tamed because that is their 500 car and they do not want to go to the backup um because their primary has all the blood sweat and tears and they work on those cars for months to come down here and try to win the uh, harley jarrell trophy and the uh to put their name on the list to win the daytona 500 and nobody can take that away from you and uh, i think it's going to be a lot tamed i think you're going to see the uh, train either on the bottom or the high lane i'm not sure which lane whatever one they choose to run in but you are going to see manufacturers work together we really saw that last year at talladega uh where or it might have been the year before not can't quite remember but and we saw it in the uh, clash uh, where the manufacturers were working hard uh together they wouldn't let another manufacturer in line and I like that. Uh, it's neat to see, you know, the manufacturers stick together and work together and try to see what they can do as a team. Uh, they necessarily might not race for the same team, but it's Team Toyota, and they have orders. Uh, the manufacturer people, the big head honchos over there, tell them, hey, let's work together and let's just get a Chevy in victory lane. Uh, but Clayton mentioned, you know, there's going to be a few guys that are going to want to stay up front, and they, they, you know, there's going to be a few guys that are going to be hard to get out of the lead. Uh, you know, you're going to have the Team Penske guys. Brad's never won this thing, and he really would like to add this. Kyle Busch has never won it. He's going to be up front, and you're going to have some, like Ricky, he was super fast. That team has a lot of momentum. Won the pole, did a hell of a job in the 150, stayed up front, just got shuffled back there at the end. Uh, and, you know, that's a new team with him for him, and, you know, they were going to want to come out on top. Uh, and... You know, if your guy's in the back, don't worry. He'll get to the front. It's just going to – it's a matter of time, and I think Clayton would agree on that too. You're going to see calm racing. You, there's no need to race so hard in the beginning. There's 200 laps. It's a 500-mile race, and if once you're wrecked out, you know, you can't win the race. So you have to be there at the end, and that's the key. Be there at the end, and you have a shot. Uh, any driver would tell you that. Uh, you know, the guys that were there at the end of the day got the chance to win. And that's what it's going to take to stay calm, run a good race, and you're going to see a train. And, you know, towards the end, you'll see him dice up. And you know, the stages will break it up, and you'll see some good racing. But uh, I think you're going to see some really tamed racing till about the last 50 laps. Things will ramp up. Yeah, and, uh, you know, what's interesting is going to be the strategy in these races as far as what we saw in the 120, 150s where teams pitting and, uh, you know, taking no tires, taking just fuel. And I think we're going to see a lot of that in the first two stages tomorrow as well. Um, obviously, they're going to take tires when the stage ends at lap 16. I think it's 60 and 120. I believe it's 60 and 60 now. Uh, and then 80 for the Daytona 500. Um, but uh, as far as stages, broke, the way they're broken up. But uh, I'll say this. I think you know, you're going to see teams take just gas. And how that plays out and what's going to make that important is, you know, 
how teams get on and off pit road, how drivers and teams get on and off pit road, who they pit with, um, and, you know, how they blend back onto the racetrack. You know, you got to make that perfect tomorrow because you can't lose a draft. If you lose a draft when you come in, in there and do that, even if you, you know, are two-tenths of a second slower by coming on and off pit road, you're going to lose draft or a tenth of a second slower. You're going to lose draft to the guys you pitted with, and you can't do that because all of a sudden that puts you guys in a, in a compromising spot, and um, it's going to be really interesting to see how that, all that plays out with the strategy, um, and I think that's something to look at. So, listen, I, I'm not going to even make us pick winners tonight, Spencer. I just think it's so wide open. There's so many cars who can win this race. Um, but it's certainly going to be an interesting Daytona 500. So I'd like to thank everybody listening, talking in circles. Be with us tomorrow uh, on Sunday. We'll have a, a lot more coverage for you as well on our social media channels, on my social media Facebook page, and uh, we'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.